Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast, my friend and colleague, Austin Tanette, certified practice advisor with Law Firm Success Group and a fantastic business coach. Austin, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Alay, it's great to be here with you and looking forward to our discussion. Me too. And today we're going to be doing one of our episode breakdowns. We're going back to one of our previous episodes, one of our favorites, and we are going to be unearthing and pulling out the nuggets that you can all take from that podcast. The podcast is Level 3 Niche Growth with Scott Ron. Scott's terrific. He's an attorney and has a law firm with several offices throughout the country, based primarily in Southern California. And he's developed and is building a really special kind of law firm that we're going to dig into today. One of the things I mentioned when we did this podcast with Scott, and we'll put the podcast episode in the show notes, is Scott has really built a great niche-focused law firm. You've all heard about niche marketing. We talk about that a lot on the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. But one of the concepts I introduced was this thing called a level three niche. And with Scott's firm, it makes a lot of sense. I just want to roll this out to you what I meant by that. So a level one niche would be, let's just say you focused on trust in estates and that was that was what you were doing. So that's level one. Level two is one level down from that. So now you're not just doing trust in estates, but now you're only doing trust in estates litigation not the transactional work. That's level two. Scott's taken it a step further and he's gotten down from trust and estates litigation to just doing probate litigation only. And that's the level three niche. And what we found is that a lot of these attorneys that are building these amazing small law firms have these level three niches where they're hyper-focused on a specific area. And Austin, I'm very excited to have you break this down for me today. So as you were looking at the episode and looking at what Scott's done with his firm, what were your thoughts? Well, there's a couple of things, if I recall correctly, Alain, he's got multiple offices across the country, correct? He does, yeah. So so this this concept of this like level three, narrow, narrow, narrow niche has sprouted wings, and now he's he's able to create national success for his firm. I'm sure it probably that probably wasn't the original thought and or idea, but as it's taken hold, uh, he's created a national practice around a, a relatively narrow area. And I think that is absolutely uh, so powerful. So it's funny we're, we're having this discussion today because I was just uh, collaborating with a, a young attorney, tenured-wise, last week. And I asked her to give, give me her, um, her elevator pitch or you know, her, her commercial. And um, I'm sure you've never heard an attorney explain their practice this way. Hey, I'm a member of blah, blah, blah firm. I'm a third year associate, fourth year associate, and uh, we're a full service law firm. We do litigation, we do this, we do that, we do the other things, so on and so forth. And I've been there for X number of years. I do kind of a little bit around litigation, but I'm like the other partners. We do you know these other seven or eight areas. And so we were on a Zoom call and that sort of thing, but I called her immediately when we we're done. First thing I always ask is, hey, are you coachable? Oh yeah, absolutely, Austin. I said, hey, I think you have an opportunity here. Well, what's that, Austin? I said, you, the, the elevator pitch you gave, you just sound like 98% of the other attorneys 
that would introduce themselves in the similar sense. Well, what do you mean? Guess what? Everybody's a full service firm. Even the guy that's got one, one, you know, one person shop to the you know thousand uh, thousand lawyer shop, they all hold themselves out as full service law firms. And I said, can you narrow it down a little bit? And so we're kind of going back and forth. We, we may do some work together, but I just, you know, but I just, you know, really reiterate how much more powerful it is to have that little narrow niche and to attach why you selected that niche. LA, you and I both know people buy from us for why we do things, not so much what we do. So take me through that, Austin, because, you know, by the way, not everyone holds themselves out as full service, but a lot of people that are from, you know, small law firms that have multiple practice areas that haven't gone through any kind of professional training like you or I have will do that. And that's great. Uh, I'm just glad she was able to talk about herself and her firm with confidence. That's a good start. And you're building on that. Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit about this power of focusing on a niche, because the, the feedback I get from attorneys a lot is, well, if I say yes to just this, this specific area of practice, right? And let's just, I'm just going to pick in family law, high conflict custody, right? So let's say, if I say I only do high conflict custody work, what about all the rest of the family law work that I could be getting? That's going to go to somebody else. So Austin, just take me through the, the psychology of, what, of the impact it has on other people when you focus your practice on a specific niche. Great question, Elaine. Happy to, to, to share a couple of things from my, my, my personal uh, experience. So as a business coach, and we work with numbers, n- numbers of clients, that sort of thing, we intuitively know that the, our, our buying audience, they want to work with experts. And I think it's even more uh, apparent in the world of, of legal services. What is one thing that we can always count on in, in, in either taxes or the legal profession, constant change, right? I remember from, from my business law courses in, in, in college, you know, we talked about uh, case and case histories and the setting of precedents and that sort of thing. So if you're working with somebody who's just kind of dabbling in multiple areas, they never really de- develop that narrow and deep domain expertise in a particular area. And so I'll just put it very plainly, when you work with somebody who doesn't spend, you know, whose career is not focused on that deep, developing deep domain expertise, you're gonna, you, you could potentially end up leaving money on the table if it's a, a case like that, or you could lose whatever issue or matter that you are working with. And so that's why it's just absolutely so powerful. Not only is dabbling uh, running the risk of malpractice, but it's also bad for marketing too. So we definitely don't want to do that. But what about, what about a situation where, you know, let's take estate planning, for example, and let's just say that they wanted to do estate planning and they held themselves out as an estate planning person. Now, you can do an estate plan just fine, but then you blend in with all the other estate planners. So what, where's the power in getting deeper than even just vanilla estate planning and going into something more specific? Right. Because as I say in some of my workshops, the riches are in the niches, right? And so... And the state's planning is probably a great example. So it's funny because I, as I watch what's going on, on the web, you know, there's there's these. I'm not going to call them charlatans, but that may be a great word for them. But they, the the uh, the come on is, hey, you know, you know, build the practice of your dream by doing estate planning. And so as we as we drill down, I've talked to a couple of attorneys. What they did was they they bought into the program, 
becoming the, the, the world's next greatest estate planning. And now what they've done is they've taken their paralegal and assigned him or her to doing the estate planning work that's coming into the firm while they continue on, whether it's bankruptcy or some other uh, specialty. And so I appreciate that shrug that, that or that arg you just gave me, because that's the same way that, that I felt. You heard that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. But so that individual, that, that practicing attorney, they're not attaching anything special to that particular practice. Yeah, there's not no to passion say there's, there. Right. There's nothing wrong with, with having paralegals and other, you know, paraprofessionals do work. But boy, how does that make you feel as a, as a buyer or acquirer of their services that you've just been kind of shuffled off to the junior varsity or, or maybe even the, fresh, the, the, the freshman team? So again, as we said earlier, you know, people want to work with experts, the best in class, so that they know and they can understand that they're getting white glove treatment. And so the opportunity for the firm, obviously, is that if you're able to strategically and effectively practice that way and share that message, this is how, this is how we generate top fees for ourselves, as opposed, you know, expert fees as opposed to generalist fees. And I think we all know there's definitely a difference between the two. Absolutely. Very good point. And then, you know, flipping that a little bit on, you know, taking the other side of that, if you focus on a specific aspect of estate planning, like, or, or of, of trust in estates, like litigation, or, you know, in the case of Scott, probate litigation, or you're doing something else like conservatorships, or, you know, something really, really specialized, word starts to spread. Right. And you get referrals not only from other people, but you get referrals from other trust and estate attorneys because you hold yourself out and you're really focused and you're really passionate about that specific small little area. And so, one thing Scott was really clear on said, Look, this works really well because we know our lane and we stand our lane. We do the probate litigation. We come in, we do the probate litigation like a team of, I think he said, a team of ninjas, and then we're out. And that relationship goes right back to the person that referred it in the first place. And so he treats his referral partners really well, which is why he gets these specialized cases referred to by the competition. He gets them referred all across the country, which is really, really cool. So we've talked a lot about niche and, and the power of the niche. But the question I get a lot, and Austin, I know you get this too, is, okay, well, I want to pick a niche. How do I do that? You know, do I just enroll in a trust in the States class or do I break out the dartboard and start throwing some darts? How do I do this? That, that's a great question. And, you know, and as you mentioned, professionals of all, of all classes struggle with that. This is one of those things, and, and, and I was never what that guy that would really that was really in touch with what's going on between the years or what's what's uh, tugging at my heart. But I found that people who were able to do some introspection end up in the best spots, places as it relates to this specifically. Because I think, first of all, again, the introspection you got you got to understand. Okay, what is it that I'm really really good at? What is that really really good good at? And then what, I, what I'm good at and like to do as a recovering CPA, I was uh, you know, pretty good at taxes and some other things like that, but I just, I didn't like to work. You know, as, as you can probably tell, I'm, I've never been confused with being an introvert. So, that's, so that, that kind of work just, just wasn't my thing. And then the other thing is you look at, okay, we, you know, what are you really good, good at? What do you like to do? And then look at, you know, kind of the, the, the legal market, you know, apply that to the legal market. You know, so where 
in in this legal space, could I apply what I'm good at and what I enjoy doing? And then I think that the Scott did that, that I think was just absolutely um, spot on. He looked at the uh, trust and estates, which is probably kind of under the umbrella of a little bit of family planning or some, some, something like that. But he took, but he 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 took the time and the energy to parse it and say, okay. Here's probably 10, 15, 20 different places that I can play in the trust in the state's place. Where can I make a difference? Or what, what can I do? Or where can I do it? Where I'll really stand out. I'll be, I can, I can, again, create that deep domain, deep domain expertise. And I think you didn't say this on this podcast, but there was a, some level of faith that he had that this was the right thing to do. Because we can read all the books. I got it. We can read all the books, and I've read all the books. <laughs> Segmentation strategies, this, that, the other thing. But you got to take that first step. You got to take that leap of faith and say, okay, I've done enough background work. I think this is my area, and let's move forward. So the beauty of this is, LA, is that, and let's say you do that, and let's say you're not successful or it didn't work, or maybe it was, you know, God forbid, it was too narrow, right? Hey, all, if, in, in this case, Failure is not fatal because you still have your your, your legal skill set that you can maybe try it again in, in, in another relatively narrow area until you find the one that connects and, and, and you create some success for you. Yeah. And by the way, I've never heard of a niche that's too narrow. I've heard of niches that don't work out for specific reasons. But if someone commits to a niche and they genuinely love it and there's a business to be had, they will have it absolutely without a doubt. Right. And can, can I make one comment on committing? So, so committing is not, it, 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 part of it is, okay, this is my niche. This is what I'm going to do. And, and that sort of thing. But then there's these kind of these business components attached to that. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, what's your marketing message? Who are you going to deliver it to? What's the consistency of you, of you d- d- delivering it? When you endeavor to deliver, are you, are you committed to delivering at a world-class level, because when you deliver at a world-class level, this is how you generate referral referrals through the your ability to engage in a, again a world-class level of delivery and your customer care program, and then this is what leads leads to referral and you being the rock star in your ecosystem. Yeah, you have to be exceptional, right? Being average isn't good enough. You've got to be exceptional. Absolutely, That's what well put. Well put. Yep. Absolutely, great. Yeah, and. By the way, for you attorney entrepreneurs out there, if it sounds hard, right? If you're trying to come up with a niche and you're struggling with that, and if it sounds hard and you're looking for really tangible advice from Austin and I, now Austin's laid out several great pearls here, but he can only take it so far because this is one of those areas where working with somebody else, right? Whether it's in a business coaching context with us or with another advisor that you have or a family member or mentor, but having that conversation and discussing it can really, really help drill down to the one that's going to be right for you. It's going to be hard for us to, to, to be on the podcast and really lay it out apart to say what Austin has just said. And it's incumbent upon you to have that conversation with someone you trust to really drill down to the right niche for you. Absolutely. And so that's one thing that Scott did was he really focused on the level three niche of probate litigation, but he did something else too. He scaled up and opened six offices from coast to coast. And he did that because he built an amazing team. And so in the podcast, we talked about how Scott built his team, what his criteria were, how he hired them, which I know is a challenge for a lot of folks, 
and this idea of trust. And so Austin, what were some of the things you took away from how Scott built his team up? It's the one thing, a couple of things that I, I really take away from, he was in a hurry, but he didn't move fast. Kind of sounds oxymoronic, but he, he, he allowed the relationship that he had to evolve, knowing that his end game was to open multiple offices. And it just, it just takes, it takes some time. And then you've got to be intentional about it. But I think, it, I think he even shared that it took him a couple of years to find the, a couple of right fits. And I applaud him because so many of us would say, well, i got to get that office open. It have an artificial deadline about opening an office or accomplishing some milestone. And we just kind of slam in the, a person, the, a person that just maybe is not culturally the right fit. The thing that we can never lose sight of in the professional services game, this is more about chemistry than it is about technical skills. I think intuitive, we all know there's somebody smarter than us because I've, I've met a bunch of people way smarter than me. But I do know that I, and of course, if, you know, if, if you think you're the smartest guy in the room, I always say to people, you're probably in the wrong room. And then even if it's a function of with so many of our, our, our technical skills now, we can go across the pond somewhere and find, you know, technical skills at a fraction of what our, our, our current build, build rates are. But it's the chemistry that we are able to, to create with our clients is where the magic and the payoff uh, the payoff is. So as I talk, we've talked about in another uh, segment, Alea, about this power of being a, a, a trusted advisor. This, for me, that's part of the chemistry. So as we endeavor to do great work in, in our narrow, successful niche, we are going to get questions when we serve people well, we're going to get questions. Hey, Austin, I know you only do that probate litigation thing, but who do you know that can help me with a family matter, a business law matter, so on and so forth? And I'm not asking you to take that on because you've chosen that niche, but now you can be an unbelievable resource, not just to your client, but back to the ecosystem that you formed to share referrals. And now that you know the, what it takes to be successful with that client, you know their chemistry, you can share that back with, with, your, with your ecosystem. And you, and that, I mean, you just become the superstar from a client perspective and from a relationship building perspective. And so when people see how you do your business, what, what's the next thing? Hey, um, Austin, if you ever have an opportunity, I'd surely like to talk to you because, man, I really like what you stand for, how you do it, so on and on and on and on and on. And so now you're starting to create this, you know, within the ecosystem, you're creating this bench of potential partners because they, they already they've, they've sort of self-vetted themselves. They already know what you do, how you do it, and that sort of thing. And now, uh, now we have the opportunity to look at 10 or 15 people in our ecosystem and say, I think only three of them could work. So it can be very, very powerful here if we're open to the possibilities. And that's a great point about being open to the possibilities and, and leveraging your relationships and building those relationships because Scott didn't build the firm on his own, right? He's very candid about that, that he built it because he had a team that some he hired. He also worked with mentors. He has a great partner that he brought in, but he didn't do it on his own. He leaned on the people around him to do that. And Austin, tell me a little bit about the idea of you know, if you are, I guess the quote that comes to mind that I always think about is if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with the team. So I remember my first leadership opportunity a number of years ago. 
first first one, I, I, I literally went from being an individual contributor to having 600 people on, on my team. I mean, literally overnight. We had won a re- big relationship. I was asked to be the leader. I assure you, I was trying to do everything myself until I really, I, I had a, kind of a, a very thoughtful boss. He says, he says, Austin, what are you doing? You should be out building your team, not sitting in your office, you know, you know, work, you know, recovering CPA, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whipping the spreadsheets into place and that sort of thing. And then I went home with that weekend and, and I thought about what, what he said and, and what, what dawned on me. And this should have been plainly obvious because I've read at that time every management leadership book that was, that was printed. But I said, even if I just, if I worked 168 hours a week, never took a, a moment off, I still couldn't do the work of 600 people. And so I just did the about face. And I just said, I'm going to make, figure out how to make my team and my people effective. And I, so, so this is where kind of the challenge really is in, in any sort, whether it's you know, your professional service practice or, or something else, is how do we let the leaders let go? Because when you're endeavoring to build teams, make them you know, responsive, help them become responsible and accountable and you know, to deliver great results, we have to let go. We can't be uh, we can't be micromanagers. Because if you think about it, if this guy was a uh, you know a true micromanager, he would have never opened more than one office. Because uh, somebody in another state, another and God forbid, another uh, time zone. How do you trust them? Right. So I love the way or his approach on how he found potential partners or people that would run these other offices for him. He didn't try to do it overnight. He allowed time to build trust see them succeed, see them fail in whatever their other endeavors were. And then when the time was right, he, ex- he had, uh, could, was able to extend the offer. And it sounds like he's made some really, really, really good choices. I, I wish my hiring record was as good as his. <laughs> <laughs> I learned the old way, uh, trial and error. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did a lot of that through trial and error. And what's nice is Scott was smarter than you and I. He actually went and worked with some experts because this is all skills, right? But it, these are new skills to a lot a lot of attorneys. And That's so what exactly. he did is he went out and learned from some experts on how to get really good at hiring, how to get good at delegation, management, all of those things. So of the episode, again, Level 3 Niche Growth with Scott Ron. Austin, thank you so much for joining me on the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast today. Always a pleasure, LA. I enjoyed our conversations and uh, looking forward to the next one. As am I. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.